and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. This week, we are once again super excited because this week we have PG Law to talk to. Woo-hoo! Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hello, Hello. PG Law. My name is Errol. I'm Manda. And Mike and Ruby are once off again off in baby land, you know probably not sleeping so they're probably going to be in babyland for a really long time i know but they've been showing up so like uh, well they've been yeah. showing up to the friday night thing so if you want to like hang out with us on the friday and night, the last that is podcast that is true they're yes. hanging out with us because they're trying to get away from baby times it's <laughs> probably very true <laughs> with the two-month-old i'm very impressed that they managed to have any semblance of a life at all well, I, I, I don't know if they have. I mean, I don't. I guess a semblance is a good idea because they just look. Well, Mike does. Mike just looks tired all the time. Ruby doesn't. I'm pretty sure Ruby is very exhausted, but she doesn't look tired. Ruby's Mike, on the man. Yeah, Mike. Mike looks yeah. like a train wreck. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. Goodness. Oh, really? Would you say maybe a nuclear blast site? <laughs> I'm kidding, well, Mike. I'll we you, love you. <laughs> I'll let you crack up at your own joke. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today, PG. Um, so for those of you who are not at Recon, for those of you who were at Cre- Recon, uh, PG is a very familiar face because she did all of the Q&As with, with all of the guests. So that was awesome. And she was great, great at it. And, uh, and of course, Errol, being Errol, got talking and and uh, was like what? we should do a podcast oh, so yeah 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 you mean talking with pg just like yeah, i mean cuz i'm always just talking this is oh yeah you're always just talking yeah um, hey, but but you skipped over um the part that i'm mostly known for <laughs> yes yes i no i was getting to that i was building up to it building up to it um so for those of you who don't know uh pg was actually a contestant on Survivor China um, years ago. And that is so cool. And that's uh, what we're here to talk about today. Um, and of course, you are a huge escape room enthusiast as well and, <laughs> and are, are very, very much into those. So before I go any further, how about, yeah, so how about you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself? <laughs> so my name is PG Law, and I was a contestant on Survivor China, that is season 15, which aired back in 2007. And then I also came back for an all-stars called Survivor Second Chance, and that was season 31, and that one aired in 2015. Um, But I am a huge escape room aficionado. Um, I've always said, like, I've always considered Survivor to be one of, like, the world's best immersive game. Um, it's basically one giant LARP. Uh, (laughs) It's true when you think about it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and and, and there's a lot of puzzle escape room type things in it, um, such as, like, even, like, the challenges. The challenges are usually almost always have some type of puzzle component to it. It could be a jigsaw puzzle. Um, It could be, like, a side puzzle or, like, all kinds of different things. And then they also have, you know, they have different things like there's um, immunity idols that you can hunt and find. And usually those are given with some type of clue with maybe uh, like hidden hidden clues or things like that. So it's 
it's fun. And then there's just the competitive game aspect of it. Um, it's like a, an incredibly competitive escape room. Sometimes <laughs> I was watching, I remember watching the first season of Survivor because it was like the new thing. It was one of the first reality shows out there and it just did this whole new thing. And uh, I remember the immunity idols and those were a big deal. And, uh, uh, but I, well, they I, didn't I, even have those back then. That was so, so that was different. That was winning immunity through challenges. But in oh. more recent seasons, they have this thing where like, there are hidden clues, right? And then you can, if you have to unearth it, it's like buried treasure. So sometimes they'll be buried somewhere and there are clues and like little maps and like you have to kind of figure out what the clue means. Like, and you have to go find a little like, you know, that's, a, it's a different type of idol. That's something that you can use to- um, uh, Okay. Yeah, cancel out a vote for you. So it's, oh. so, so that's even more kind of puzzly and escape roomy than just like straight up winning yeah. a physical challenge. I, I think I watched the the highlights of, of you actually though. Just, I just looked up like PG on Survivor and it came up with all sorts of videos. And uh, I, there was one that you did with like some rotating puzzle thing where you had to like, I don't know, like uh, you had to put like rings, uh, uh, stack rings and they all like interlocked or something. And like it, it, that one was what reminded me a lot of an escape room just uh, with so much more pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and no food or sleep and it's like 100 degrees. <laughs> and you I applied for this? <laughs> I actually was kind of recruited, so I had actually not watched, I had not seen the show before I applied. Um, oh, wow. Not really. So it was just one of those things, the happenstance that like, you know, I had just, I at that time in my life too, like I'd gone through this breakup and I was looking to kind of go like on an adventure and I thought, well, you know, I've been kind of bummed out. I'm just going to go travel somewhere. And that same weekend, a an acquaintance called me and was like, hey, this is really random, but would you be interested in applying for Survivor? And I was like, I've never seen this show. I don't know anything about it. But I was like, you said you wanted an adventure. So are you going to go for it or not? So uh, I did. And, you know, and it's one of those things that I felt like I really needed something like that at that time in my life, you know, where you feel like you have to really prove yourself. And so I think that's part of what helped me get as far as I did. Like, I really cared about, I don't know, winning this stupid thing. <laughs> you know, admittedly, uh, I, I actually haven't seen an episode of Survivor at all. So, like, you know, when it comes to things like, oh, immunity idols, I have no idea what we're talking about. But I'll nod and <laughs> thinking, okay, I was going to ask, what's an immunity idol? But you told it, so... I get the idea. It's like, because I know you have like votes and you have to vote people off the island. I mean, you, you guys are kind of, you know, it's funny because I have actually noticed a large crossover between people who are really into like escape rooms and puzzles. And those same, and a lot of them tend to be like really big fans of Survivor. That's how I met a lot of like my escape room friends. And I think it's because of that kind of competitive puzzly aspect part of it. But basically at its core, it's there's it starts off with two teams and you compete in these challenges if the team that wins doesn't get voted off if you lose however you have to go to tribal council where you all have to decide you have to vote for one of your own to be voted off and that's where there's a lot of strategy aspect because like how do you decide who to vote for you know what i mean um and there's a lot of deals and politics that get made um 
you know, between the three of us, you two have known each other a lot longer than you've known me, you'd probably be like, well, we're not going to vote for each other. And both of us are just going to vote for Fiji and then I'm gone, you know, but uh, no, no, we, <laughs> because we've known each other for a long time, we would never vote you off. Like I, I'd be useful. I'd, I'd be useless out in the environment actually errol would somehow get himself voted off on oh, purpose yeah. to to just like go back and you know like sleep in a bed and yeah. you know in air conditioning it is tempting when you i think about it i would think about it every day when i was out there i'm like what am i doing out here like i'm gonna go home and sleep in a bed i want to fight with these people anymore <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. Like that's that was that's a big thing of most reality shows, right? Is the are the are the are the is the intrigue and the arguments and the and the infighting and the alliances. And I just know I would not survive. I w- I would also somehow get myself voted off. But no, for no, that no. We reason. keep you in. Ma- See, we that's Meryl's problem. That, yeah. because we knew that she would be suffering through the whole. I, that's a horrible thing to say, but. <laughs> It's fun to see how anxious she gets in these social deduction and I no and the and the alliances <laughs> and who's playing who and I was just although I did it I did it in a in a LARP type scenario I did do like I played everybody and took sides and someone betrayed me and then I just took full revenge on them and see but, you're right? perfect humans, for it man Pat. Humans, humans are horrible in the end <laughs> you would be perfect because I feel like everyone would believe you. <laughs> I'd just be super <laughs> earnest and nervous and be like, guys, I don't understand. Yeah, no. Yes. So I, I play a lot of these social deduction games online, like werewolf and things like that. And like people who always look really sweet and innocent do so well because everyone always wants to believe them. <laughs> <sighs> I wish that were true for me. But uh, Errol, oftentimes when I play social deduction games, it's with Errol, and he usually casts the blame on me pretty quick, even if I'm innocent. And because I'm naturally a nervous person, I look like I'm lying no matter what I'm saying. So I could deny it, and everyone's like, no! And then Errol is sitting there cackling in the chaos. He doesn't even care if he wins. He just wants everyone he just wants to watch the world burn so or maybe well, just my world burn he wants well, to watch my world burn well everybody's world burning is fun too i think it just <laughs> depends on the game because sometimes especially if you own the game then they always make sure that you're the one that loses in one of those social those social you know manipulation games like there's this game called lifeboats i don't know if you've played it or have heard of it and it's it's a little bit like survivor like you have like six different you have six people and everybody has six people and each of them has one vote each and they all start off on lifeboats and there's like se- uh, seven lifeboats or something and they all try to get towards an island and on each town on each round uh, a leak happens and if it capsizes your boat then you all have to vote which person gets off and the object of the game is try to get to the islands before all your all your people are dead, right? And so it's really cool. It's really fun. But I never win that game because they just always vote me off because I own the game. It's like, oh, Errol's going to win because he's played this game so many times. What's the criteria for voting people off in that game? So so everybody gets a vote. And so the people always, you have six people. And so people will look around. It's like, oh, look, that, that island's head, sorry, that boat's heading to the island. That gives you a lot of points. There's a good chance they're going to make it. 
So since one of their people's in our boat, just uh, let's just vote them off, right? And so everybody who's in the vote gets who's in the boat gets one vote, and and it's actually quite fun. It is fun to see people uh, manipulate. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very survivor like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those things. Be like, like we would do that out there when like they suddenly, if you're like a strong one or you've been doing really well in challenges, and like people will vote you out because towards the end game. You don't want that person to win challenges. You want to right. win challenges. So you got to get rid of your competition, right? And so it's like it's it's so mess it's so messed up. <laughs> so is it is it like I admit like I haven't watched a lot of Survivor since like that first season, but is it a thing where instead of picking off the weak ones first, people try <laughs> to pick off the strong ones first and then keep the weak ones next to them so it's easier later? Is that just impossible because the strong ones are just so stubborn? Well, <laughs> It's, you know, it's, I mean, there's a lot of in-depth strategy I could end up going into, but so I basically told you the premise of the first round where you have two tribes and um, whoever wins doesn't get voted off. If you lose, you get, you have to vote off one person of that tribe, right? Uh, so in that scenario, you would think it will behoove you to vote off the weaker people. You want to keep all the stronger people. So if you win a challenge, nobody right. has to go home, right? Here's the thing though. After a certain point when like the first, I don't know, five or seven people have been voted out, you suddenly are merged when there's only about 10 people left in the game. And this has changed recently, but we'll just say 10. Say there's 10 people left in a game out of like 16, 18 or 20. Um, there is only one tribe. So they merge. And at that point, there's no more group immunity. Uh, mm -hmm. There's only individual immunity. So only one person can be immune. So now you do want to try to vote off the strong people, right? If only one person could win, you want that person to be you, not the strong person. Yes. Um, so the strategy has evolved over the years as people are watching this and they realize there's been people who have won every single individ individual challenge. And so in some of the other seasons, people have been like, let's just vote this strong person off in the early portion of the game you know, before they have a chance to win individual immunity. And so the strategy evolved then too. So it, that's what's kind of interesting is there's always a response to previous strategies um, and like iterations and like it changes and, you know, things like that. But like, it's become one of those things where you have to manage your threat level. So that's, <laughs> that's part of the game. And then another part of it is um, what they call jury management, because ultimately at the very end, you have to vote for somebody to win. So it's like the, right. the strategy of the game is how do you vote people off in a way that they will still want to vote for you to win at the end? So you very, yeah, that's true. Like you can't just be a dick, like, you know, you, <laughs> right? Like you, you can't just do it with that really thought for consideration for people's feelings or whatever. You either have to be sneaky about it so they don't know it was you or like find a way I don't know it's 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 tricky and I think this is what makes it kind of so interesting even after all these years because it's been on the air for 20 years now 40 seasons I know holy crap <laughs> I I honestly did not even know it was it was like still on year 40 40 seasons <laughs> on I knew it was like long running but I I don't I don't have cable anymore so I don't hear much of it and and when I heard it's like oh it's still on it's still on jeez <laughs> There is a really dedicated hardcore group of enthusiasts um, mm -hmm. and fans. And so I think that's really what kind of keeps it going. Just like, you know, just like with the escape room community, like those people are real, they're really, really into it. They know all the ins and outs, all the terminology, everything. Right. Um, Cause ultimately it's a game. So yeah. I think that's what keeps it 
what that's what keeps it really interesting. So, so you got back from from Survivor, and you, um, well, that that must have been a relief a little bit just to just to get back to a bit, I guess. <laughs> but, um, and you know, a few years later, escape rooms are invented. And so, what did you discover those for yourself? I got into it pretty late, like. Um, to my infinite regret, I never had a lot of really like nerdy friends out here in LA. Um, you know, a few. Uh, but, like, so in other words, <laughs> you're thinking to yourself, so the people I'm, I'm with right now are nerds. I think that's a PGSA. No, I'm, well, I've, always, I've always been a nerd. I've always been like a really big nerd. So like I used to play like D&D and I've always been in a fantasy and puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Right. I just didn't have a friend group that was really into it. Um, but so I didn't get. So I didn't go to my first escape room until about maybe only like four years ago, something That's like right. that, like That's three, yeah, like like three or four years ago. Um, but uh, one of the guys that took me to my first escape room is um, a guy named Miles, uh, Miles Nye is that his last name? Uh, but he consults on <laughs> some of the challenges for Survivor. Uh, and then, like, he also has a company where he creates these kind of escape rooms, but more for, like, like large corporate events, things, mm. you know, things like that. Um, so that was kind of, like, one of my first introductions. And he knows a lot of people in the industry. And I've been going and playing a bunch of rooms. And then I actually really got a big introduction to, like, the main um, escape room industry through this guy named Tommy Houghton, who you guys probably know, um, he has Stash House here in LA. Yes. And so my friend, Anthony Robinson, who was on Survivor Fiji, um, had gone down to do his room. And me and Anthony are friends because Anthony is also a big time uh, nerd. Like he does LARPing and all this stuff. Oh, and he he's, uh, I, I know he writes or he edits for um, No Percenium. So he's okay, really- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's really kind of involved in the whole universe and he knew I was into these things. And so um, Tommy is a big fan of Survivor. And so when he met Anthony, he invited like a group of us to come play his room. And I don't know, I just I like I met Tommy there and we just like hit it off really, really well. And we've we've been friends ever since Um, we play like so like we're he's part of my or I guess I'm part of his uh, team. But we do, you know, all of our games together. Um, But it was really cool when he had us come play his his room he did a special like kind of survivor theme for us so he um hid all around the room these little scrolls of paper and each paper had like a little clue to a code at the very end and so if you collected enough of these scrolls of paper you could figure out the clue to open the lock and only one person got in and won like an extra prize or something like that uh (laughs) so like when i played with these guys half of these guys had never done an escape room before and but they played survivor they knew what like hidden immunity idol clues were so like half of them didn't do anything with the room and all they did was run around trying to find <laughs> these little pieces of paper so they could win it. I was like, that's not the point of this. Like, come help me There's with this a game here. <laughs> <laughs> and like people I like I'd look off, there'd be somebody scurrying off in the corner, like shoving something in their pockets. <laughs> they're all they're all trying to make their own alliances suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear, that's hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. A survive has anyone like apart from like the personalized twenty two, has anyone done a survivor themed escape room that we know of? 
I haven't heard of it. It would have to be, I guess that would be tough because it's licensed. It would have to be right? sanctioned. Yeah, it'd have to Survivor. be sanctioned. Like they'd have to get the IP somehow or Survivor would have to do some promotional thing. I would like, love for them to do that. Like I, you know, I'm yeah. like, you know, like, like maybe I can like talk to some of the people uh, that I know in production and be like, this would be a really cool marketing thing. <laughs> Plant that seed. <laughs> I mean, this is like, I always feel like escape rooms just really need much better PR. You know, like I feel like, like <sighs> some kind of PR to be like, this is a cool thing. This is really fun. And, and and you see it happening with some things like where it's getting associated with like movies or cool things coming out like like that you know that's what I would really love to see happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things, right? Marketing is so important and so hard to do when you're yeah when you're not like tied to a big name. And we do have some things in Toronto. In Toronto, we have like we'll see occasional ads on subways for an escape room, but it's it's very few and far between i i'd love i think survivor would actually be a really good um i think yeah. it would it matches the branding very very well uh yeah. so in this last season which was um uh all winners so they had enough winners now that they had a season where all the players were previous winners and yes. they did this special thing where there was um an the people that got voted off, usually you're you're done and you go home, but they didn't do that this time. They kept them around on this island, uh, like Extinction Island. I forget what it's uh, what it's called, um, but they're it's still, pleasant. <laughs> so so they all stay they all hang around on this island, and it sucks there apparently. And they're waiting for a chance to come back in the game. And every so often, they would receive like a little a lock box right with the, and there's like an advantage inside and so there would be like these puzzles and and, and the, all of these puzzles a lot of them were kind of like these escape room style puzzles so one of them there was this thing up at the top where there was like it was basically like a giant combination lock like wooden you know these wooden tumblers that were like this big and um people were like how the heck what is the number and what they didn't realize is that when it came with the box, there was like a little like necklace thing. Each person had a box that had like a little necklace with like shells that were strung on it. And what one person figured out was that the number was the number of shells. It was like five and then not three. You know what I mean? Like the number mm. of shells that were tied up in this thing. And so it was like five shells, three shells, whatever. And that was the combination. So she went up there and figured it out and opened it. And she came back and like sabotaged everybody's necklaces, I think. She like <laughs> smashed. She like like came back and like smashed the shells, like a couple of them, so that they wouldn't be able to know the right number. She was they people would never get the right combination. <laughs> oh my god. So, so this is throat. <laughs> competitive escape rooming. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you so like you know a uh, survivor, it's it's uh, it has things in common with escape rooms. But if there was one element of survivor that you wished you saw more of in escape rooms, what would that be? Would it be the competitiveness? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer. I always prefer collaborative games. I like games where I can like play together with a team. That's usually my preference. I don't mind going head to head with another team. Yeah. Which is fine, but the idea of somebody like going around secretly sabotaging my work is a nightmare. <laughs> we we did play a room sim that like that here in Toronto, in which you had the opportunity to sabotage another team's work in a room. 
And well, it's not so much sabotaging the work. I think you could sabotage them by giving them more puzzles to do. If it's the same well, room I'm thinking about. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> is that all right? Is, was it that? Uh, Are you talking about Nanny's Gold Rush? No, 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 no. I'm talking about um, oh, the Curiosity oh. uh, Shop of the Curi- um Oh, right. Wait, you could, sabot- you could sabotage people? Yes. Yeah, that was, well, we, we didn't oh. end up doing it because we were like, I don't want to. Okay. Like we were separated into two groups, put into two separate rooms. And at some point, if, if one group got out first, they had the opportunity to go into the next room and sabotage it for the next group if they so chose to. So, so not for your own friends, just for the next group. No, yes. no, no. For your own, like oh, your, for your, your own friends, your own friends. Cause we have all private bookings here. So we like, we went in as a group of six. We were divided up three and three, put into separate rooms. And yeah, but we just, we, we just were like, I don't feel like doing that. Well, I Thanks, think it would have been hard. It would have been hard because it was hard enough to solve things on your own. So well, th- there was that. Yeah. So well, is it sabotage? Like they will never be able to solve it or like it just gives an extra harder component like i think it was going to mess them up i can't recall because yeah. it was never gonna bothered. it was gonna mess them up and yeah but i guess i guess when they had corporate groups come through corporate oh. groups went for that immediately and like would just stab each other in the back and stuff and yeah <laughs> well, well we're we're getting jim from accountant he's not yeah <laughs> like... i think for corporate groups they know we're not gonna win anyway so let's just make sure nobody wins <laughs> I mean, I don't mind, like, like, what do you guys think of, like, this trend now where people are giving options at the end of games? I think it's very difficult to design. I think it can be done well, but sometimes it just feels tacked on. And for the sake of being like, Ooh, what are you going to do? Because most of the time we don't feel that invested we don't feel invested enough for it to feel like a struggle, uh, especially when they're like, do you want to choose to be evil or good? I'm like, good, I guess. I mean, I don't, I guess. And <laughs> like, there's no real struggle there. Is that the kind of option you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. as Manpan says, is like, if the stakes aren't high enough, we don't care. And if the stakes are too high, then it almost seems random because you can't develop enough in the game for you to understand what the stakes truly are. And so it's just like, hey, it's one or the other. Just pick. Ah, this. Okay, that was the bad one to choose. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. I think since Bandersnatch came out, too, like things like Bandersnatch, things like, and, and video games where that's their whole thing is like, you have to choose, but you're usually a little bit more invested in the story in video games. And, and you also can, like, do reload. That's true. Yeah, you can also reload and be like, what was the other choice? You're not, it's called, I just learned the term for it. I didn't know it was called this, uh, what is it, save scumming, I think? That's what it's called, where you go back and back and back and keep trying other options until you get the one you want. Oh, so, like with like with what I used to do with Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you're putting your finger in the page and you're like, here we go. Is it scrubbing uh, or scumming? Actually, I don't know. Is it scrubbing? I don't know. That's that's the term you use in video, so that's why I'm just assuming that. Because, but it could that be scumming. Could, I have no idea. Maybe it's that based could be on scrubbing uh, too. I could get have it completely engine. wrong. But I don't know. What? How do you feel about options at the end of games, PG? Um. I don't mind it. I, I actually do like that you can choose to be good or bad. And like, yeah. you know, some of the ones that I played, it's not so much like it really affects anything besides just 
the congrats you say you know you saved everyone or like oh you oh you're now the evil mastermind and you're you know in for a hundred years of um providing evil misery like you had to take his plate you know whatever like like i think it's kind of fun i like anything it's fun that- yeah i think i think it can be done well and it has in a couple of instances been been done okay like been done pretty well i just think it has a ways to go before it feels like it has any sort of like real not consequence but like a feeling of a consequence i guess you know because it's not real life (laughs) i also see in rooms not so much multiple endings i mean it is multiple endings but better win states than so different levels of win state where you know you could win really well it's like oh okay you did somewhat okay but you didn't solve this and so on right and oh, that reminds me of like, uh, did you guys play Jury Duty? Did you do no, that? Not yet. Yeah, I, I really, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> there, <laughs> so I won't, a, yeah. I won't ruin it too much, but the, with that one, I feel like there are a different types of like, it's like you got almost everything, but you didn't quite catch this one thing. So I'm like, I didn't realize that there were multiple, you know, uh, multiple things that we had to catch because basically you had to, at the end, you had to deliberate and you had to say who you thought did it, where, and you know, like, and it's like, they were like, well, you didn't catch this detail, but you got the, the 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 larger one, like, you know, of who did it and what was ultimately happening. So um, I, and I think cool. that's a bit more interesting because then I think that's easier to make. Trying to make multiple endings all be good. I mean, all be satisfying for a person to play is hard. But if you have a different level of win state kind of ending, then if it's a fair game, then you'll go, oh, no, I missed that. But if you get it, it's like, oh, yay. It's like the criminal got away, but at least you know who he is, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That game was like, I think, 40 minutes of me and just profound confusion just over just overwhelmed and confused and then it's like everything kind of comes together in like the last 10 minutes um (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that is me in a lot of remote games it's a lot of uh overwhelmingness like overwhelmed feelings for the first half and then i finally get a sense of what i'm actually doing and then it's okay now i know (laughs) It's been better now. I think a lot of yeah. rooms have really kind of uh, managed to streamline the flow of the game a lot better than they did in the early days when it was really like the Wild West. Because I, I started reviewing all these games for Hivemind um, yeah. for, for Room Escape. So, so I review games for um, Room Escape artist Hivemind, which is covering these online um, remote, like virtual so many names for it uh escape experiences (laughs) all different kinds so i've been like playing probably like two or three a month at least since may uh if not more than that sometimes (laughs) yeah i know it's funny because you know i don't know was it probably like over a year ago a lot of us didn't know who PG was. And then she like exploded into the industry. <laughs> or maybe because we're so heavily involved in the escape room industry, we just, you know, PG is everywhere now, which is cool. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> You're like, who is this person? Well, I actually, you know, I met Errol on Twitter because I did um, Cryptics Hunt and I was tweeting Ooh. at him. That's how like I first like kind of was like, who is this character? Uh, because... <laughs> 
I was like, I need help with this. And he was like, did you print it out? He's like, did you print it out? And I was like, no. He was like, it's meant to be printed. I'm like, okay. Wait, so I like, don't, I did I say that? Yes, yes, yes. No, no, I think <laughs> I said it's easier if you printed it out. I think the person with Cryptex PTSD should, would remember the... the uh, <laughs> so that, know, okay. The Amanda, feeling so. of, of what you said. <laughs> so I printed it out. 200 and something pages and I'm like it's still like it doesn't it's just still not really working and he's like did you print it out double-sided yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah trust me you are not alone you are far from alone in feeling that like imagine being me I'd had no access to a printer except my work printer which I had to sneakily go up and print things off on like uh, company paper and um, I was still happy that that somebody's talking to me on Twitter, so that's always a good thing. Like, that's probably what you were like. At, oh, look, and meanwhile, like we're all like wanting oh to murder God. you. And- I had to give myself a crash course in like Photoshop because I was like, I don't think this is working with the printing. So then I tried to do it on Photoshop, where I'm all like, let me like make it half translucent, and how do I flip mirror? You know, like to- oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she got it. Yay. So, you know, I'll give people a little bit of spoiler now. There's no printing, I don't think, that I'm aware of involved, hopefully, within the next for 20 For 2020. 2021. Or I, was, I was actually working on the Cryptex hunt when you when I was waiting for this to start. So Yeah. Currently, wow. currently the Cryptex hunt is still, it's not, it's further than a glint in your eye. So don't, don't, don't say that there's no printing required yet because... Time will tell, sir. (laughs) I am so excited. I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I loved the novel. Like, I thought the puzzles were really fun. I still have not solved the meta puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask that. So had you done many puzzle hunts before that or was that your first one? That was actually probably one of my first ones. Um, I kind of dipped my toe into the 2019, the magazine. Right. So yeah. I kind of did a little bit of that one, but it was kind of tough, like doing it alone. Um, yes. So, but I, I did spend quite a bit of time on that. And they always come out in what, like around February? Is yeah. It? Fe- yeah. The end of February, March. So February is a good time for me to practice because every February I spend two weeks um, in Tucson where I'm like working and I just don't know anyone there so it's like i always have a lot of time to sit and you know do puzzles while i'm while i'm out of town so um, sorry you're just always in tucson <laughs> every february for fun <laughs> no it's for work so, oh, I, so I'm, okay yeah so i'm a jeweler by trade oh, um cool. yes i saw that on you're your email signature yeah well, that's cool yeah so um every year in tucson arizona of all places it is like the world's largest um gathering of like jewelers uh it goes on for an entire month practically there's probably about i would say at this point now upwards of like 30 different gem and mineral shows all around the city so different types um they're in like you know the convention halls the big ones but there people will have them in like motels like all around the pool all inside like inside each motel room you walk up and down and every room is like a little shop you can go in. So I do a lot of my buying and selling there, um, you know, during that time period. Uh, But like I said, I I am out there alone. Oh, this is kind of a funny story. So like right before the start of all of even these online games, um, 
I was out there and I was like, I want to do an escape room. I might've, I might've told you guys, I don't know. I, I was like, I want to do an escape room out there. Um, so I figured, well, I will book a public game. That way there will be other people I can play with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I booked one, uh, I think like Ace of Escapes, I think it was called. Um, they were super accommodating because I showed up there and no one else had bought a ticket for this oh. game. Oh, no. <laughs> so it is only me. This is like a 20-person room. Like they allow up to 20 people. And I'm like, how am I going to get everything done here? And I was talking to my group, um, my friends who like Tommy, uh, Brian, um, Brian Corbin, who uh, designed Miss Jezebel. Ooh, nice. Uh, Cor- Corbett. Shit, did I get his last name wrong? Uh, Brian <laughs> Brian from 60 Out to Design, Miss Jezebel. Um, so we were in a group chat and I was telling them and I was like, and they were like, do you need help? Like, we'll help you. And I was like, I will ask if you guys could help me. And this was before any remote games or, you know, this was yeah. back when everything was just open. And so I was like, hey, do you guys mind if like my friends back at home like help? I'm like, can I send them like videos and stuff? We won't share it. It'll just be for us. And they were like, Sure. So like, wow, I was that's taking, really accommodating. That's amazing. That is accommodating. Yeah. <laughs> taking video. I was sending them photos. And so they are helping me remotely, like, you know, and I'm in this room, like I'm the avatar. Um, but it, it's really difficult trying to like get materials together and film and shoot. And like, they're solving these puzzles faster than I could even get the materials <laughs> together. And I remember at some point, I'm like, I'm not even playing this. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like accommodating them to play this room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was fine. And afterwards, they were like, that was really fun. And I remember both of them immediately were like, you know, there is something to this playing remotely. Like they were like, and they both were like still wanting to start designing a room revolved around this remote play. And then like, little did we know. Well, two months- perfect opportunity came up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> two months later, it would be all like played that way. <laughs> Do you have any favorite remote experiences so far that you've played uh, since you started? Oh my god, May? so many, so, so many. many. <laughs> um, oh gosh, and it's and it's weird because it really evolves as you play, and they kind of get more yeah. slick. And you know, there's there's different kinds. Um, I just played The Exorcist, which I loved mm-hmm. um, by Emergency Exit, and they're in the UK. Have you guys have you guys played? Is that it a scary one? It's a, it's a little bit scary. Yes. Okay, that's fun. Cool. I haven't played a lot just to just to I've uh, yeah, Matt I Pans actually played far more than I have. I've actually had to I actually started with an entirely new team and got to know them and so I have my remote team and I have my in-person team now. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah. Matt Pan's the more hardcore of us all. The The Exorcist is a really good scary game and like I I have played scary games that remotely are not to me, you know, like, I don't think it's that scary played remotely, but that one, um, they had some really, really good videos that were quite convincing. And I was like, Oh, like this is a little bit creepy. So, you know, spooky season. With all the found footage stuff, I keep thinking there's so many opportunities to make a good remote scary game. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, My other favorite game, which is kind of more of an immersive experience, I guess, than um, an escape room is Project Avatar, which I really love. I I, literally just played that last weekend. And and I'm supposed to play that, I think. Loved it. Uh, Loved it so much. Uh, It was just, it was really fun. It was just super fun. And it's probably the smoothest um, remote experience I've ever had. The tech involved... 
Um, I like there was no like you know usually in a remote game and you have to like go off like they'll say okay time for a cutscene and then they'll like post a YouTube link into the Zoom chat and you click on that and you wait for it to load and everybody watches it at different times or something. This one was like everything was within the game. Oh my All God. the interface was in the game. The inventory system was great. And the avatar himself, the guy who's playing your avatar, is it was just amazing what he could do with just hands that's all you could see and full of personality without saying full a of word personality like, yeah just to, to me this is like really the standard in a remote experience they have a um custom interface right so like when you're watching it uh the information is presented on his screen so like the lives the amount of things you've yeah found like the inventory like she said it is right there in front of you on the interface like it's really like a video game like how the information is it's, all right there it reminded me of doom like playing a game yeah. of doom or something um <laughs> i i liked how he always had two hands Yes. showing you know or like and we're always like floating like a, you know it was, yeah uh, because yeah. that really gives you a way to orient like you know it's yeah. less jarring um and their cuts like talk about cutscenes though like their cutscenes were incredible so like you would walk into a room and you would you would know it's a cutscene because they do this little like wavy thing but then it's like it's filmed you know the scene is filmed in that room like it's so yeah. realistic it's it's, it's so very good. seamless it's a very yeah. seamless experience yeah no I, I i recommend it it was um what was it we we uh oh I, crap lost my train of thought but yeah and i i wasn't i didn't know what to expect from it like the the way our remote team works is one of us books it and the rest of us just kind of show up. Show so up. like, you know, and, and uh, I was like, what's this project avatar all about? And it's like, that was, it was 8 a.m. for me when I played. And it was like, I literally just woke up and logged onto my computer and then it was like, Bleh! oh my goodness. <laughs> it's very, it's very <laughs> loud. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm ex- I, I actually liked it so much. I booked it again for my siblings. Like I was saying, I, I wanted to like, you know, see some of my siblings, like my brother lives on the East Coast coast and they haven't actually not played any of these remote experiences at all uh, i don't know yes. that escape rooms are really their thing they like them but they're not as like obsessed as i am but um yeah i think it, it'll be fun yeah oh yeah that's what i remembered i was gonna say uh it was like when i when i was doing your my q a with you for for characters and that this is a great example of a character not a lot to them they're not like three-dimensional complex or anything, but gosh, they're enjoyable and they're entertaining and very consistent. So like, it was one of those examples of like, you don't have to be complex to be fun in this. So to be I mean, entertaining. I will say that like, I've, what I've realized is my biggest criteria for how much I enjoy these remote experiences is always the avatar. Like for me, yes. It could be kind of like a not that great game, you know, like, like I've looked back at some of the most fun I've had and I'm like, this game is probably a mediocre escape room, like in person, standard, cool, not, you know, but if the avatar is like really enthusiastic and engaging and funny, like that for me, that's what, that's what seals the deal. And likewise, I've played rooms that like have gotten great reviews and somehow, I don't know if I caught the avatar on a bad day or whatever, (laughs) and it completely ruined my my game. This happened to me with, I won't say what game it is because I'm, I'm sure it was maybe he was having a bad day, but like the avatar greeted us with like, 
you know, we were kept in the lobby until the game started. Once it came on, I was like, oh, hey, there's a couple of people in the group that hadn't met. So I was making introductions, like a couple minutes, just, hey, you know, and literally like the guy playing the avatar cut me off in mid sentences was like, hey, guys, do we really have to make all this small talk about where you're from and stuff? And I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's horrible. It was just so rude. And I don't think it was part of the character you know i don't i was so taken aback and i was like uh okay like okay we can get started right you know but it made me just not like him right away and i'm like oh that's bad that's so bad i'm like i don't even want to help you now like i hope these ghosts eat you i don't like of the month like one of my one of my teammates was so offended she just like she just left after 20 minutes she's like she's like i just <laughs> couldn't even deal with it so. wow oh my goodness well it's not like a regular game host right who like brings you into the escape room gives you the briefing puts you in the room and then is largely gone for for the rest of the experience like you're with this person for an hour so <laughs> they should be you know, and, you know, and it's a large part of it is uh, most of the premise of this is they are like, can you help me? Right. That's the premise of like, why are we there talking this guy through a room? It's like, hi, I'm here with this thing. I, I need your help. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I don't want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about my hometown now. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> 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 then maybe I will consider giving you the combination. <laughs> you know, yeah. And and there's been other, like I played on this room by um, Escape, is it Escape 1? Al Algarve? It's a, it's a company in Portugal. And again, this room is kind of a basic standard room. It was all right. I mean, it was fun, but like they had a couple NPC characters in there that were kind of like yeah. the hint givers that was actually voiced by a person, you know, backstage. And it was so much fun. And for me, that made the entire experience super enjoyable, you know. Um, so I really I really enjoyed your talk about characters. I wish more people would really uh, push that in their rooms. And the guy was even saying, like, like they were blown away at how popular this guy was. I think it really came out of necessity. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're like, we didn't expect it to become so popular. And like, they're like, everybody is saying, like, that's one of been their favorite part is like this weird npc that kind of just makes funny jokes in the corner and occasionally gives you you know hints <laughs> yeah exactly it's just it just makes it that much more well it helps to to bridge the gap i guess too with with some of the things that a remote experience might be lacking right it's like you don't get the tactile feel of the props you don't get as much of a wow moment with the tech because it's you know off somewhere else it's not right in front of you opening up into this massive room or something so people start to realize that the gm is important or the game moderator or the npc or the yeah. actor in there i what i'm hoping and i doubt it's going to happen because they're still expensive to hire but it'd be nice if they'd be able to integrate that into a live game now I mean, that was our whole thing is the fact that there weren't any NPCs in escape rooms. And so yeah. that's why we ran our own because we wanted to have NPCs in escape rooms. Oh, oh, what if for a survivor idea for a remote game, some like player and survivor like smuggled in an earpiece or something to try and like <laughs> cheat? 
<laughs> you tried to help them win the game. <laughs> I smuggled I smuggled stuff in when I did Survivor. Oh, what did you smuggle in? Do I have to say? Let me see if I can do I do I have, Oh, I do have it right here. Yeah. Um I made a bunch of sneaky MacGyver stuff. So like <laughs> I'm a jeweler, right? Ooh. So like um, my dad, I, I, my dad actually made these for me. Can you see this? It's like an earring. Yes. Uh-huh. And an so yeah. it's actually a steel fish <laughs> hook. Can you? Oh, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cut the barb off of it. Um, and then like made it into like these little earrings. Um, and oh then my I, gosh. <laughs> I did something else really sneaky that, uh, <laughs> so I took a flint and these I got on like Amazon and it's meant to be a toggle on like a survival bracelet. So it's about this big and it already had two holes drilled in it. And so I took it and I wrapped, I wrapped fishing wire around that. Cause I was like, well, what I have these fish hooks, what am I going to do without fishing wire? So I wrapped fishing <laughs> wire around that a bunch of times. I just glued the end. Um, and then I wrapped like some twine or like some decorative <laughs> ribbon around that. Uh, and then I just like, you know, sewed it onto a little cardigan thingy that I had and like and it totally got past war because you have to submit clothing to wardrobe and I like it got past wardrobe it got past all of that and um (laughs) so on day one I like pulled it out and I was like you guys I have this flint and then like production (laughs) production took it from me they were like and I remember that one of the producers he was like I he's like no one has ever managed to smuggle flint all the way out here onto the beach before (laughs) um he's like i would love to tell this story he's like believe me he's like i just can't let you have it he's like i have to take that i was like no like wow this is bullshit because (laughs) like here's the thing people have made fire from their reading glasses so like oh. I know so many players who actually included reading because you are allowed certain things like you could bring yeah. glasses if you need them right yeah. so a lot of people have brought in glasses uh, to use specifically just for making fire like they don't even need them you know because I mean ultimately because reading glasses are just like a magnifying lens right? Um, right and so if you put a drop of water in it and you can focus it and kind of like make fire that way so I'm like okay if your glasses can make fire like why can't I have a cardigan that <laughs> that makes. No, fire. next time. Oh, not that there's going to be a next time, but you know, you you're just gonna have to keep it for yourself until much later. Then I you know. know. Well, well, the whole point is that um, you don't always get uh, flint. Uh, you don't always get flint on the first day. Like you will eventually, usually get it by day oh, four. But okay. you you really want it on on day one, like you want to have a fire you want to like boil water or yeah cook yeah right you could have just like, started it it's like how'd you get that started i um, know i know i know that's I'm what's the, i don't know just let me put my earrings back on <laughs> <laughs> i have magic powers <laughs> like i'm like how do i magically be like you guys look i just found this in the forest it's like a, <laughs> a burning flame <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. That's good to know. <laughs> anyway, sorry to take us off topic. I oh, just no, no. I think this is really interesting. Well, it's like, I wonder if like, yeah, it'd, it'd be things like that where like you would, you could make that a game mechanic almost. Like, can you sneak anything in? It's like, it doesn't necessarily mean you lose the game if you don't, but it might make your life easier or something. And well, I so, like the, the idea. Of, sorry, go ahead, PG. 
Oh, I was going to say, well, back in the day, they used to have this, they used to allow this thing called um, a luxury item, right? Right. Yes, I and do remember that. <laughs> so it could be like a toothbrush or, right. uh, you know, whatever, like a flint. A, you know, well, so technically it's not supposed to be that, but like, for example, on my season, and we didn't get our luxury items, they don't always give them to you. They'll tell you to prepare it, but they don't always give it to you. And so there was this blonde, this beautiful blonde, like, you know, sorority kind of girl. Her um, luxury item was a slip and slide, right? And, (laughs) you know, but she's like, it's basically a giant tarp uh, because we have like rainy season. And I was like, that is super, super smart. So mine was like a jewelry making kit. Um, So for more fish hooks. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, like really useful. Um, So there's opportunities to kind of, sneak some things on with that but they don't they don't allow you to do that anymore they don't i think they actually on my second season that i went on they were like we don't have luxury items we have what they call like an emotional support item like <laughs> like a rabbit i like really a- need my slip and slide for emotional support <laughs> right <laughs> it was like a letter like a you know photo album or oh, something. okay yeah yeah i think I actually like it when escape rooms try different things. And we have mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was an escape room here that allowed you to purchase items before going into the room. So you were given like, you know, oh, here's $6. And then here's a list of inventory that you could buy. And then you'd bring with that, you'd bring it into the room with you. And then hopefully they would help you with the puzzles. And I thought that was really cool. Was really cool. What did you want to buy, Errol? <laughs> and it was neat because you know, you like I don't know if you know, like one item would cost, for example, a black light would yeah. cost uh, three dollars yeah. or different things. So the and... cheapest item on there. <laughs> the cheapest item on there was a rubber duck. Yes. And the idea was that the rubber duck was useless. And, and so, nobody was supposed to buy the rubber duck because no player had bought the rubber duck. But no, we wanted to buy six rubber ducks with our you six dollars. You wanted to buy it. You and Benson wanted to buy six rubber but ducks. But they wouldn't let us buy no, six rubber No, because they didn't ducks. have six rubber ducks. But I it think was like, that would have been brilliant to give it was us. It's like that moment on The Simpsons where they're like, oh, you could have an elephant and like, you know, in the contest. And he just picks the elephant and they didn't actually prepare for someone actually like wanting a new that. new car. <laughs> Oh, I would have been so happy if we could have gotten six rubber ducks. <laughs> Benson and I, that's what we wanted. I would have you got, de- you I did. would have quacked that duck like mad throughout the yeah. whole game. It would have been Yeah, amazing. I'm glad we got some useful items. <laughs> did you get oh. at least the one duck? Did you get one duck? We did get one duck, but yes. it's just it wasn't the same. <laughs> it wasn't six ducks though. Wasn't so, ducks. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and, I like the idea of the currency in the room. Yeah. Think, yeah. 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 Before you go in, just to prepare. And the, the interesting thing was, we real. I mean, we realized that if these are items that are additional, but you don't need them for the room, that's why we thought, let's just get six stocks because the whole room is still solvable, should still be solvable, regardless of what you get. I think. Yeah. We also had a crack you. team with us. It would just be, have made the puzzles a bit easier, but. The people we had with us just could have solved it anyway. So, well, I yeah. like the idea of it letting you buy extras. Like, mm-hmm. I, I so um before before they close, one of my favorite companies here in LA is Level Games. Who um did you guys play Menagerie, which they put online? Like, no, I didn't get a chance to. I know that. I know. I heard such great things, but that was probably <sighs> my favorite in-person room. Like, and mostly because they're like like the, one of their their um trademark styles is um 
these really dope mechanical puzzles, right? Where it's not, mm -hmm. things are triggered, it's not triggered by like magnets or anything like that. It's like a gear, something, tur you know, like you yeah. turn the gear and these things spin and like something opens. Like it's really, really cool. Um, they had this room that was like their newest room was called Fortune Teller. And I, I only played the beta of that. I didn't play the final one, but I remember in that one, there was like, you would earn these gold coins and you would use them to buy items that you would use um, in the game. But like, I, I feel like there, there there's fun stuff to be had with that. Like if you get extra coins, like for solving extra puzzles, like it'd be cool if, and the, because there was a, there was a, um, there was a character in the room. There's a guy in the room also. So like if you got to buy a fortune or some fun extra right like you get a little bonus for like doing like more puzzles than you really needed to to solve it that's cool i think that would be a fun mechanic yeah <laughs> there's a cool mechanic in seattle and it's from oh my goodness escape team i should know this because we talk to the owners all the time and now i forgot it's the volcano room that we did oh yeah yeah and the idea is that you have to solve as many puzzles as you can and every time you solve a puzzle, then you'll get like coins or medallions and medallions of some sort. It was Jennifer's room, yeah. But I can't remember the name of the company. Uh, Crap! Now I'm blanking on it. Yeah, I know we're horrible today. So, anyway. like my friend Brian, um, who did Miss Jezebel, who's another one of my favorite games. He has a physical room um, in LA called Tiki Time, where that mechanic is. The more puzzles you solve, you you like you start off with like maybe like thirty minutes, and then as you solve puzzles, you you get time added. Oh, right? cool! Yeah, so it's like the more you solve, then the more puzzles you're kind of rewarded with more because with more oh. with more puzzles. Because mm. his whole premise was like it doesn't make any sense that if you are really good at solving puzzles, you are somehow penalized by having a shorter experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, I want to reward you uh, for being good by getting more. You get more puzzles. The Interesting. More you, solve, the more you get. <laughs> yeah, there are um, a lot of different mechanics we found that people try to use uh, to try to use that mechanic. Sorry. And it's actually really cool when we find it. And any any escape room that does and attempts things different, even if they don't fully succeed, I'm super happy because they're just trying new things. And that's always exciting for me. Yeah, another one that does that is, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for real. I won't say how it does it, but Agent November. I don't know if you've played that one yet, PG. I did play that one. That I, That's um, the, the UK, right? That's, it's in the UK, yeah. And it's uh, um, an Avatar-led room again. And uh, yeah, anyway, they do something neat as well to um, to help add on time and stuff and it's it's it actually allows players to have fun in the room as well as solving the room so it's uh that's all i want to do is have fun in a room yeah yeah <laughs> no <laughs> so going back to a previous question i had because uh, i've realized i'm like i don't think we actually ever answered it um if there was works both ways if there was anything from survivor that you could hope to see more of in escape rooms or vice versa is there anything from escape rooms that you would like to see more in survive future survivor seasons that is oh my gosh um well i do like the direction they're going in now with more of the puzzles that they're doing you know with the challenges they're they're, they're incorporating a lot of these kind of more cerebral um puzzles into them uh, and like I said before, with um, 
finding advantages, like finding clues, finding things. And a lot of those puzzles are now kind of couched. Very, they're very, very escape room-like. So some of them are... Um, Gosh, I wish I knew better terminology for types of puzzles, but what is it when it's like the first, you know, like the first letter of every line reading down like indexing. a little message and In indexing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they've been doing things like that because the contestants will get like a little letter with like just, I don't know, like telling them what's okay. There's this thing happening. There might be something out there. Who knows if you can figure it out? And people are like, how do I figure this out? Like, how do I get, you know? Um, and so they will show an up close on the camera of it. And so they, they've been doing a lot of things like that. Like I told you before with the necklace, with the numbers on that. So it, you know, I wish they had that around when I played, <laughs> they did not have any of that like 10 years ago, um, right. but they're doing more of those types of fun puzzles because I think it's fun to find stuff like, yeah, you know, that you can earn advantages. And, and I think that really helps different types of players too, right? So maybe you can't win if you're not like this big, strong, buff dude. Uh, you can't win challenges that way, but you know, you're good at this kind of stuff. Like, so so I, true. I, like, I like seeing those things available. It's a little something for everyone. Cool. Well, I'm sure, and I'm sure that um, designers for escape rooms as well could probably watch Sub Survivor and get some inspiration from that as well. Uh, especially for those who are who are looking for the bigger type challenges and stuff and maybe have the space to do it. Um, it's yeah. interesting because I do know that when Scott and Shannon were doing the Red Bull Mind Games, just the whole how to make puzzle and challenges in escape rooms exciting to watch on the big screen. <laughs> Because it's not, you know, it's, it's they're not all puzzles will be exciting to watch as we all just sit there and go, oh. <laughs> Sitting there ciphering like. Yeah. The red monkey <laughs> is right next to the blue monkey, but can't sit next to the green monkey. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, even with Survivor, like I find it really annoying as a player, um, certain things that they force us to do because it of the cameras so like when we are doing a puzzle for example you cannot do the puzzle on the ground you have to put all the pieces in and rearrange them there and they are double-sided so because the camera's on that side you know what i mean so it, it kind of yeah it really <laughs> trips fun. me it's it's totally tripped me up before but the other thing that is annoying is that you have to work on everything while it's in the frame you can't oh. pick up pieces and do it and then put it in once it's complete like you have to rearrange them there Oh yeah. They just need to make the puzzles bigger. That's Oh, they're uh, they're big already. Oh, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> like some of these are like 8 feet. You know what I mean? Like so so part of so some of the puzzles they'll they'll do are like these are like big heavy pieces. So it's like oh. you have to go and retrieve them, bring them back, oh. and then someone has to work on it <laughs> there. Annoying. <laughs> but it gets you fit. <laughs> right like if you have any energy left after not eating i lost oh, I, no, I, I lost would, like yeah. 30 pounds when i did the first season good lord yeah wow. i would not survive in survivor at all so i'm not <laughs> pretending that i I'd, I'd be the first to die in a zombie apocalypse i'd be the first to die on on any hardship actually so <laughs> any hardship <laughs> yeah i know I would love to see like like somebody who yeah it played in the red bull mind games like I want to see one of them on Survivor. I think that would be super fun. That would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to see. Well, what they need to do is Survivor with normal people. Like, you know. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point of Survivor? That it's normal people? <laughs> 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 like, 
Like I thought that was the whole thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, sur- nerd survivor. <laughs> it's just I don't know. <laughs> people who can't. The people who suck at sports into Survivor and watch them go. Well, not even so much sports. Just living out in the wild. I'd get rashes in the first five <laughs> seconds. Put people, put all people with hay fever into Survivor. (laughs) That's what makes, that's what would make you good TV. Like most of, half of the most popular characters out there, like one of them, Suri, who is one of the most popular survivors in her first episode, this was a woman who was afraid of leaves. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, she was kind of collecting leaves, like to put in a bag for like a pillow. She's like, oh God, what's it, you know, like what's in there? Like, what is it? And like freaking out. And then by the end of it, she was running the whole show. And it was so like, it's so fun to watch these people who are fish out of water. Like that's kind of, you know, that's part of the point. That's part of the fun. (laughs) Well, yeah, you do want to, it's the quirks that, that, that make good TV, right? You always have see the. The weird characters who have, yeah, have these weird hang-ups suddenly. I think you like, guys would both be great on there. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. I would die. <sighs> but it'd be fun. No, what am I talking about? No, but <laughs> I would die. <laughs> so do you have a lot of games coming up, PG? A lot of escape room online. Actually, do you have any real life ones you can do now they out there in the burning lands? I don't think any of them are open, uh, which I think is a shame because to me, like they're one of the safest forms of entertainment out there. I mean, can, you know, during quarantine wise, right? Like you're in a private room with just your household. It, it, I feel like it doesn't really get that much more isolated than that. Mm. Escape rooms are open here. Uh, and you, but you can only play with. So I played one yeah. with my family, and that was really fun. It was good. Did you feel safe? Oh yeah, we were in masks. It was just us four in the room, and it's not like you know we're licking the yeah. railings or anything like that. So I think if I wear a mask and you yeah. if you wear gloves mm-hmm. or whatever, like wash your hands afterwards, I I think it's totally fine. I think we're used now to not just touch our faces and our eyes. So. Yeah, no, I, we we yeah, we were fine. We didn't worry about anything. And they but they they were they did a lot of uh good. I mean, for example, they would stagger the teams, they would clean between every team. So it was it was fine. Totally yeah. fine. Anyway, uh we're about about an hour now. Sorry, I just realized for some reason Zoom at an hour 10 kicks me out. And then logs me back in immediately. Don't know why. And that's why I think that's why I got uh, my track splits into two. I don't know why. Going to have to look at that. Um, Anyway, well, we could probably talk for another three hours uh, easily. Well, I hope to talk more with PG because you you monopolized her from me. Now I can't talk. No, I'm. I monopolized her. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, I wanted to talk to PG. No. You did talk to PG. Yeah. I thought. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> anyway. Um, I would have yeah, talked about really interesting things for me, but probably not for a podcast, right? Because Like what? I don't know. Just like, oh, hi, P- you know, you've seen me talk to you and other people. I just... You've seen me talk to you. <laughs> 
that will make it that will make it so clear for our listeners. They will. Like, They'll totally understand. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of stuff they would like to hear anyway. Is half of the time it's just the small talk and getting to know no, the personality, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm just a random person. Well, can I ask? I'm sure you guys have probably answered this in other podcasts, but I'm curious what your favorite um, remote experience has been. Mm. So far, like it depends on the on the type, I guess. So like on the style, because I did really like Project Avatar for just the fun factor, I guess. And and then for I'm trying to think back, Miss Jezebel actually was just fantastic um i played it like three times twice online and once wow you played three times i and and there's good reason to like i would totally uh go with another group of friends and just to see what how they would interact with the room i would just sit there and watch them and yeah it's not even about the puzzle so much it's just kind of this immersive interactive it's interactive theater really is is what it is right it is and 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 then for like complete audio experiences i feel like agent venture was very enjoyable Um, oh i've been wanting to play that 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 one's fun and that one did the best job i feel like of splitting people up to different roles and having having people work in tandem so it wasn't always four people trying to control one person um it was like you know there was people could do things we could share documents with each other it was it was great there's a lot of great ones that i played but those ones are the ones that stick out in my mind the most i guess those are fun the collaborative ones like truth about edith oh yeah yeah that one's super fun (laughs) so cute it's like such a crazy wacky premise and you just yeah you're just with it it's great yeah um so are you going to make any of your own puzzles or escape online things now PG? Me? Um, oh, my gosh. I made one for my sister for her. Oh, I, I made like a go. escape room at home for my sister for her birthday. Actually, yeah, I think <laughs> I remember you were mentioning you were doing that, too. And did that go well? Yeah, that one was really fun. I kind of use like social media um, for that one too. So like one, like, so for example, one of the puzzles I did was um, I had all of her friends post a like a letter just a random letter in their instagram stories right and my sister told me she was looking through them and going like what the heck is this (laughs) and then (laughs) when and i had them do it specifically that morning you know that i knew i was going to run this game for her and so um one of the things was I had them all also do like a birthday greeting, like, you know, a little birthday video, happy birthday, love you so much, blah, blah, blah. Like she cried for like 10 hours after she was done crying <laughs> over that one. Um, I had another puzzle that specifically when you solved it, it said Instagram stories. And she's like, Instagram, oh. stories, Instagram stories. And so she goes, oh, it's those letters. So now she realized that was part of the puzzle. Um, and then what she didn't realize was that I also had in the videos that they made for her, I had everybody hide like a number uh-huh. in it. They would either hide it or say it like a few times um, yeah. that you wouldn't, you know. And so she eventually realized like she's like, oh, it's it's like, the you know, the numbers in it. And so that was the order of the letters yeah. that was hidden in it. Um, so that, I thought that was kind of 
I don't know. It was it was it was fun. She liked no, it. That, that's good. <laughs> you know yeah. how many designers don't worry about things like order and just like oh, I'll figure it out. It's like no, I'm just so happy to hear that happen. <laughs> oh, that you don't just make them unscramble it. <laughs> yes, it drives me mad. Anyway, well, it's just, just an anagram, guys. <laughs> I hate anagrams the worst. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, it's true. <laughs> Anyway, so if people would like to find you online, either either as a sur- uh, former Survivor contestant or as a jeweler, where can they find you? Uh, so uh, I am at PG everywhere, but it is spelled kind of funky. It's my first name. It is at P-E-I-H-G-E-E, and that is the same for Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've also been streaming on Twitch, so I stream these Survivor game nights where um, I have other Survivors on, and we play, like, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, uh, other social deduction-type games, things like that. And so that is uh, twitch.tv backslash PG, P-E-I-H-G-E-E, and that's my Twitch channel, so you can join that. Oh, and I'll also give a plug for my Patreon, if that's okay. Yeah, Um, of course. Plug away. This is where you do it. (laughs) So it is patreon.com backslash PG plays, and that is, again, my first name spelled out, P-E-I-H-G-E-P-L-A-Y-S. And so that was really um, for people who want to support, like, my Twitch streams, but also it's become a really cool gaming community. So um, everyone that's on there are not only are they Survivor fans, but they are like fans of gaming and board games. And so I got this group together, um, these kids, and they play, I don't we play like they, they sit and play these games like all the time, which has been really cool because of this like social distancing. Um, you know, we get to play online and through Zoom and, and I organize and run like all these kind of wacky games for them um so if you guys are fans of survivor fans of board games games you want to join a cool community come join my patreon and meet a bunch of other cool people (laughs) cool pg is busy wow i know very busy (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much and i'm sure that we will definitely be talking to you in the future at least errol will be accosting you at the very least so yeah yeah Thank you so much for having me. I could come on all the time and talk escape rooms like nonstop. So I would be more than thrilled to come (laughs) talk all the different rooms, all the rooms, all the games, like all the things. (laughs) Fantastic. Good to hear it. All right. She can be our new host because that's what she does. And then, then, you know, and then everybody will say, we don't like the Errol guy. We like the PG person. And then... (laughs) And then you kick me out. Thanks, Matt Pans. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't think anyone could ever possibly replace you, Errol. No, no, man. <laughs> but, but, but it might be for the better for a lot of people. So that, you know, it'd be good. Anyway, you can talk us out, Matt Pans. Thank you so much, PG. And we'll put all your information in the description, too. Great. All right. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. Errol's making saliva sounds into the microphone unintentionally, but it's happening. Oh, uh, that's, that's like ASMR. Is that what did I just get the. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> anyway, go to the Facebook page, click the like button on the Room Escape Divas Facebook page. We do have community meetups every Friday for at least the remainder of, oh, I don't know, by the time this comes out, I don't know. Ooh. Well, I'm still um, doing them, but they're secret. Oh, thanks, Errol. Um, <laughs> so, see, this is why he'd be good on Survivor. <laughs> I'm going over to my secret meeting now just to trash talk you. Anyway. Um, well, you're part of the secret thing. How could we trash talk you? Oh, no. I thought you meant you had another one that you were no. going to do. Okay. That's how no. it came across. Okay. See, now you don't know anymore. Vote him out. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the first one. And if you're using Twitter, you can use the hashtag REDivas. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.